Welcome on Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com and on three. Uh, Jerry, you and I, as well as Blake Monroe, talked about the offensive freshmen earlier this week and kind of did a status check, yeah, right, of where they're at in the process and what we're hearing behind the scenes, how they're doing, etc. Okay, I want to take that and go over to the defensive side of the ball today uh, because I think that that what we're hearing right now on the whole has been a big, pretty big deal, not just with the guys that came in in the far that came in as early enrollees, but also the summertime enrollees as well. Of course, Anthony Hill is the big name that has been, I mean, apparently he's been all over the place in the, in the fall camp. Uh, they've even created a, a special package for him to rush the passer, etc. cetera. Uh, but before we get going, we're going to go player by player just to yep. kind of give you guys a status check. And, and a grade versus expectation like we did on offense. Let's start in the middle of the field with a big guy from New Jersey, Sadir Mitchell, uh, out of uh, out of Bergen Catholic, I believe, up there in Jersey. Jerry, uh, up and down right now for him? Is that what we're hearing? Well, I think the main thing was getting in the condition. Um, you know, coming in as early enrollee in the spring, I think they had to do some body reshaping with him. Uh, get him get his conditioning where it needs to be and he's still working on that that takes some time for large humans uh, you know he's listed at 335 pounds he looks a little bigger than that than me Bobby but maybe that's an accurate weight for him but look he's he had a really good spring game just anchoring right just being 6'6 335 with long arms and quick enough feet and I think we're hearing the same things about him now is he may only be able to go for three snaps at a time but for those three snaps, he is very tough to move off his spot. Um, and so the rest of his game is going to take time to develop. He's got to become something more than just anchoring against the run, lining up over the ball. But he does have the quickness to disrupt, too. I don't want to act like he doesn't have the quickness. So I think he got some second-team reps at nose guard in Saturday's scrimmage. So he's working second and third team. We're definitely going to see him. He's going to be in the six-man rotation this much. And, uh, you know, I, I asked somebody about him Tuesday, and that term was, he's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my take on that, and, and we can grade him now. Look, he has A, A-plus type upside, Yeah, right? We knew coming in that he was going to have to, to, and knew from the spring that he's just going to reshape his body a little bit, um, as well as play lower. Um, and so I think right now he's in that B plus. I mean, he's going to contribute as a freshman. B plus, A minus range. Is, right. that, is that about what you're at right now? Yeah, I would say B plus right now for him. Um, and I think that'll in the season will end up going into the A minus category and put him in a position to be a dude the next two years in Austin. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, that's the lone interior defensive line signee from a year ago, uh, Sadir Mitchell. Uh, Jerry, let's talk about the edge. Texas has three of them. Uh, in this past class, uh, Colton Vosick, Billy Walton, uh, and Tassilia Kana. Let's start with Vosick because he's already getting second team reps at the jack position right now. Young man out of Westlake. Uh, what are your thoughts on Colton and where you, you know, what you're hearing behind the scenes? So he, he, he made the short trip from Austin Westlake to the University of Texas with one thing you can't coach a motor and two physicality. And I don't think he had any choice playing for his dad. As the D-line coach, it was like he was going to be physical. And he also was technically advanced because obviously his father was his coach. 
Um, he's battled some nagging injuries. He battled some late in the spring. He's battled some early in fall camp. And that's kind of the word on him is he's going to be in the rotation. How much he plays will be dependent on two things, how well Ethan Burke plays and then how healthy he's able to stay to really get in there and rep and keep building right now. Um, but he has got the motor. He has got the physicality. Um, and he's 6'5", 245. I mean, he has got a legitimate frame. Um, and and I, we're – we joke about a couple of teammates nicknaming him Baby Bose. I think it's more the way he acted than the way he's expected to play. Uh, but he, he's got an upside, uh, and he's got a future in Austin. Again, he's just got to stay healthy. I would give him – I think he came in as a B to B plus, Bobby, and I, I would guess based on what we're hearing and the fact that he's second team, he's got to be a B plus to A minus right now. It's all about health. Yeah, I, I think that you're probably right. He's had some nagging injuries throughout his career, really. Yeah. Um, not just in Austin, but uh, interesting to see. He he was uh, a guy that was on campus early. A guy that was not, two guys that were not on campus early, Tassilia Kana and Billy Walton. Walton, Jerry, let's start with him because he was one of the lowest rated recruits for the Longhorns in this class. Not a lot expected of him. A lot of people saying, oh, he needs to add weight. He's He's kind of a developmental player. He may still be a developmental player. He may have come in as a C plus B minus grade, right? Three star, et cetera. But frankly, of all of these players we're talking about, with possibly the exception of one or two others, uh, Billy Walton may be the one of the bigger surprises on defensive camp. Yeah. When, so I'll start with this. When I went through uh, South Oak Cliff last year, uh, defensive coordinator Kyle Ward's really good at what he does over there. And I asked him, and he didn't hesitate. He said, Billy Walton's a different player because physically he's play, He's answered the bell physically on the football field this year. And he, he became a guy we now think can be a power five edge player. Before they saw a guy that could rush the passer, but they were even questioning, okay, when is he going to take that next step? So the fact that he did that his senior year uh, put him ahead of the developmental curve a little bit. But here's the other thing with Billy Walton. He played on a two-time state championship team, and he made big plays and big games and big times, right? Not the still Charles Woodson's line from the 90s. But he's proven, and he's done it at the high school level with high expectations within his own team to be a playmaker, and he's gone out and made plays. So I'm not exactly surprised we're hearing he's made, like in the Saturday scrimmage, a couple tackles for loss, one of them a sack. I'm not surprised we're hearing that. I think looking at him physically, he's going, he's getting head in the direction quicker than maybe I anticipated for not being an early enrollee. Just him and Samaji Burrell walked by me in late June. I was like, whoa, I think I sent you a text. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, but he's got the mindset. Now it's all about developing the pass rush moves and developing that frame. You know, you got to give a guy who was that, who maybe was on that. C plus B minus range coming in, like you said, you got to give him an A to this point because he's already being mentioned. Now yeah. we'll see where it goes. He's a, he's exceeded expectations, and that doesn't mean he's going to play a lot of snaps necessarily. I've got a comparison for you for him. Uh, Baron Sorrell entered Texas huh? with very low expectations. Right. I mean, not I'm, very low is not the right word, but lower than than a lot of recruits for Texas. He has exceeded those expectations and then some and show, shown a higher upside than expected uh, as well. My take on this, Jerry, is really pretty simple. Um, I feel like, you know, 
I went in with a B minus type thing. I think he could be a B plus A minus type guy for Texas. Right. And right. Give, given that he plays a position though, uh, that could get after the quarterback. Maybe he has even more upside than that. I just got to, I want to wait and see it, but I, I would put of all of these guys, I'm going to say this of all of these guys on defense, I would put a little star in a circle around Billy Walton's name because he might be a guy that two years from now you look at and where did this guy come from? Hey, uh, let's point out what let's point out one thing about that. Mike Gundy has had a lot of guys like that, that he signed to Oklahoma state that end up being a lot better than people think. And that's where he was committed at one point in time. Yep. Absolutely. All right. That's uh, silly. Connor, young man out of uh, Utah came in at, did not come in at midterm, came in at uh, summer. And, and I think we think Jerry and I both, uh, think that that put him a little behind the eight ball compared to some of his uh, classmates. Uh, but we have heard good things. I think that coming in, people pegged him probably as an A minus, uh, A recruit kind of deal. Uh, Jerry, what are, you, what are your thoughts and what are you hearing behind the scenes right now with him? Yeah, I think, uh, look, he came in as kind of a designated pass rush specialist, right? And that's where he he's instinctive and he's got some ability there. He also came in over 19 years old. So he's older than some of the other guys in this class. Um, so maybe how much physical development does he really have left on this frame? That's the question I have moving forward. And since he didn't come in as an early enrollee, like you said, he hasn't had a chance to develop that frame as quickly as some of the other guys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a red shirt year there. Uh, but anybody, like you said, that has the ability to rush the passer has a chance to make their mark. So it's going to be about patience and physical development for Akana. But he has shown some of that pass rush instinct and ability early on. I'm, I'm going to say B my, uh, B to, uh, probably a B right now to B plus uh, for that grade. And, and not that he can't re reclaim that like we expect Sadir Mitchell to. But uh, the the, the out reality of it is that mid he was not a mid-year guy. So he's got some catching up to do right now. All right, let's let's go forward to linebacker Jerry uh, Anthony Hill. Oh, we can talk about a lot of people, Jerry. Anthony Hill is probably the guy people point to on this defense right now as being a guy that can step in and help this team right away. Uh, he was an A to A plus coming in. I don't think any, any question. He's an A to A plus right now. I, I got him as an A plus uh, plus <laughs> because because. When Steve Sarkeesian in a in a press conference says, we already have some packages for him from a pass rush standpoint, and he's also an off-the-ball linebacker, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy hasn't played a game in college yet, so he's able <laughs> to take information and put it to use on the field quickly. And then you say, okay, he showed up in the spring game. He showed up in the practices. He's added weight and strength to his frame. You see it. Um, he's a plus plus because that is way that is way too early for a coach to say those things about a true freshman that's never played a game. They're seeing something that's plus plus with them. Yeah, I agree with you. And I want to add one other piece that that is often unnoticed. Um, you mentioned, you know, ability to take coaching. I think that the thing that I'm hearing about Anthony Hill uh, behind the scenes is just how seriously he takes football. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you get those rare guys sometimes that aren't just football players, aren't just athletically gifted, but actually, you know, intentional isn't the right word. 
It's more of they just care. Right. And they're all in. And Anthony Hill, when the when there's football to be had, is all in. And so I I, I would have said hey plus, but I, I'm okay with a plus plus too as well. <laughs> all right, hey, let's go to the other guys. Uh, of the group, uh, the rest of the group, Leonga LaFau is also a midterm guy. He came in and showed right away that he understood the college game probably better than most. His understanding of football, he may have the highest football IQ of the linebacker group, Jerry. Is that your your take on him? Yeah, I mean, he has a real understanding and feel in coverage, kind of like Jalen Ford does. Yep. Uh, there's some similarities there in – from what we're hearing is the understanding of how to play in coverage and the instinct to play in coverage. Obviously, he was part of causing a fumble in the Saturday scrimmage of Jatavion Sanders along with Malik Muhammad. Um, but yeah, he's just can he's continued to impress and he's up to 227 pounds. Okay, so he's put on 15 pounds of good weight onto a 6'1 frame, and he's got long enough arms. He's got really strong hands, from what I've been told, too. So when you talk about how do you get these guys to the ground in space as a linebacker, you got to have long enough arms and you got to have strong, you'd be strong in your base. But strong hands helps too to grab those guys and get them to the ground. And I think he's got some real key characteristics to be a multi year starter for Texas. Here's what I'd add to that, Jerry. That's the benefit of being a midtermer. Yes. 15 pounds yes. of, of real weight. Um, I would, I, I, Coming in, I thought he was a B plus to, to an A. So really, I thought he was an A minus. Probably, I think he's still an A minus at this point, um, with the potential uh, depending on the on the year he has. Um, Samaje Burrell and Darian Gallette. Uh, Gallette was a midtermer, but he was also a guy Jerry that couldn't really get on the field right. because he was rehabbing from an ACL. We saw him for the first time in pads as a Longhorn just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, great looking. Oh man! <laughs> you know, physically, exactly what you want. Going into it, you thought an A because of just how athletic and stuff he was, but then you you dialed that back because of the injury. Um, I don't know even. You know, I've heard some po very positive things. He's showing some quickness and some acceleration, closing speed. We've talked about before, Jerry. But I don't. I, I think he's more of an incomplete right now because oh, I yeah. don't have a true feel for where he's at in his development. Yeah, he's uh, incomplete for me too, because the other thing with him is he never concentrated on one position solely in high school at Marlin. He played quarterback, wide receiver, edge, safety. I mean, linebacker. He kind of had to play everywhere for them, and that's what I would do if I was the head coach at Marlin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So this is the first time he's ever concentrated on a position. So there's we talked about Jure Bledsoe. 
Jamon Tapp being raw but really talented. Gillette's very similar to that as well. He needs time to develop at one position. Um, and so I think his upside is very high. Um, it's great to hear that he's coming back pretty healthy, uh, moving well, coming off that ACL. If that athleticism marries with physicality and learning a position, Texas could have something. All right, uh, let's let's move forward to Samaj Burrell. Um, again, another player that is behind other guys right now and was not a midterm. Uh, that, that's a big deal, Jerry. This midterm thing, yeah. when you have that many guys, I mean, it can be a big deal. I think especially – there's some positions it's especially important. I think linebacker is one of them uh, because I think you got to be able to play downhill. you got to be able to play in coverage, right? And coming in and trying to adjust to the speed of the game, learn a system. It doesn't matter how talented you are. That That's a pretty steep curve at linebacker because I think there's a real trust factor that goes into putting a linebacker on the field for these college coaches because they got to cover guys. They've got to cover for defensive linemen who maybe get out of a gap, right? I mean, they've got to help others be really good players. Um, I think there's a, a little steeper curve there. And so I think Samaje, I, I expect to see him redshirt. He looks great physically. Um, and I give him an incomplete, but the future's still bright. I, I will say this. I did hear uh, from one scrimmage that he laid the hat on a couple people. Oh, he will hit you. Yeah. So so it's not a it's not a full incomplete, right, Jerry? Right. It's one of those. We know he, the talent is definitely there. It's where he's at in the process of, of yeah. putting that onto the field on a full-time basis. All right. Let's go to the defensive backs because quietly, I think, huh. when I looked at this initially, I did not think that the defensive backfield – would maybe be the best recruiting group of the team. Yes. But in retrospect, I think that I think that it is. All right, let's get this out of the way. The whole group has an A+. Plus. All right, go. Player no, I, well, I'm, I'm serious now. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, the, the four they got are four keepers, Yeah, without question. Uh, let's start with Jelani McDonald and Derek Williams, the safeties. McDonald playing more star. But, man, talk about looking like a million bucks. McDonald and Williams already likely to seize time, we're being told, on special teams. That is a big note for folks. That, you know, if a pipe, uh, if a pup is going to bite, he's going to – or if a dog's going to bite, he's going to bite as a puppy. Uh, Jelani McDonald, let's start with there. A minus to an A coming in may end up being an A to an A plus at this point. We'll see if he's really ready to go, though. I had some thoughts there. We talked about being an early enrollee. Him and Derek Williams weren't either, and they're already making yeah. that run. Okay. I mean, look, they may have been fighting for real time if they'd been early enrollees. Uh, the scary thing to me about Jelani McDonald was at the uh, Adidas All-America game, he played corner. Okay. And I kind of laughed at the time. Not that he can't, but I, it was just kind of a chuckle. Yeah, he's that level athlete. I can see it in an All-Star game, right? But, Bobby, you already gotten a couple of reps at corner. <laughs> That's scary because he was thought of a guy that was going to play linebacker when he was signed. And now he's a star that they actually, well, let's see what you look like over here at boundary corner. That is scary to his talent level. Really scary. Uh, Derek Williams, playmaker. Look, I saw him twice as a senior, went down the Westgate, watched practices twice. Again, now. Raw, but extremely talented. You know how talented he is? Steve Sarkeesian and Michael Griffin threw out first-round pick possibility on signing day. That's a first-round pick saying that. And the head coach, University of Texas, who you don't want to say that publicly unless you really believe it. 
So that's how strong the belief of Derek Williams' talent level is. But he played running back, corner, safety. He did a lot of receiver. He did a lot of things for small school, New Iberia, uh, Westgate High, who won state his junior year, which he had to. Now, I say this about now he's full-time at safety and watch out once he starts developing. I want to say this about Williams. Jaron Thompson on Wednesday uh, yes. talked about how quickly Williams has picked things up. That's scary. I mean, Jerry, one of the things that, that's a recurring theme here is high football IQ Yeah. Um, with this group. I think McDonald's an AA plus. I think Derek Williams, and I'm I'm going to say this, I think he's an A plus. I agree. And here's the scary thing: what's the last? When's the last time you heard that about a Texas safety was Earl Thomas? This guy is really learning fast, and he's just so far ahead of the game. And I'm not saying Derek Williams is going to be an NFL Hall of Fame level player, but I am saying don't think he's going to be at Texas four years. I got you. That makes sense. There, there could be an in-between there, Jerry. Yes. Hey, um, uh, the two cornerbacks have also impressed. Uh, M- Manny Muhammad, uh, oh, Malik yeah. Muhammad, he goes by Manny Muhammad uh, to, to his friends. Uh, and then Warren Roberson, a uh, young man out of Red Oak. Those two guys came in. Roberson, we thought, might be a star, might be a corner, might even be a safety. Uh, let's let's start with him yep. and uh, talk about him. I think coming in, B plus, A minus. Right now, we're looking at A minus to an A based yeah. on what we're being told. Another guy that they think is going to play on special teams. Uh, he's physical, and he's got a strong frame. But the fact that he's playing a lot of corner again, that means guys are exceeding expectations. Uh, that means a guy has shown much better movement skills against really good athletes than anticipated. That's the same theme you heard with uh, Jelani McDonald, same theme we're hearing with Warner Roberson. That means you're exceeding expectations to me because coming in, it like you said, it was star, probably safety. Uh, you knew he had the ball skills, playing wide receiver at Red Oak. You saw it. He had some big games. I think a 200-yard receiving game. But the fact that there's he's repping a lot at corner, that tells you his upside's really there because if you could, even if you just rep a lot at corner and you eventually move the star or safety, that puts you on another level as a defensive back. You know the word they used for somebody used for me with Roberson? Bad intentions? No. (laughs) Feisty. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He's one of those feisty corners. Yep. Not a lot of hand battling, a lot of little hip checks. You know what I mean? The the kind of thing that just gets you by and and you use everything you got. Uh, I think he's A minus to an A right now. Manny Muhammad, though, is in a different category. Yes. Um, He's pushing to be play right away on a team that returns three pretty good cornerbacks or brings in three pretty good cornerbacks. If you add Gavin Holmes, uh, Terrence Brooks and Ryan Watts to the group, uh, he has made a lot of turnovers in uh, fall camp, uh, whether they're causing fumbles, interceptions, coaches take notice of that yeah. because the football is the most important thing. Um Look, I thought Anthony Hill and Derek Williams, those were the two five stars in this defensive recruiting class. They have played out to that level at this point. I'm not sure that Manny Muhammad shouldn't have been one based on what we're hearing as well. He's an A plus plus. A plus plus for me because anytime you're coming in competing now for a starting job on a team that returns Ryan Watson, Terrence Brooks, and brings in a two year starter, Gavin Holmes from Wake Forest. All four of those guys are going to have NFL draftable grades at some point. We'll watch those right now. 
and that he maybe has made the most plays, interceptions, caused fumbles. Um, and look, I, I go back to this. Um, I, I was lucky enough to emcee his announcement last year. Um, Nick Saban was on the phone with him an hour the night before he committed, trying to get him to not commit to Texas. Hey, hang tight. Let's get you on campus one more time. I mean, that's arguably the greatest coach in in, in college history who works with his defensive backs that wanted Malik Muhammad that bad. That should t- tell us all a lot, right? Playing on a two-time state championship team at Dallas South Oak Cliff, getting DISD over the hump in football, being a big part of that. The guy's got a winning pedigree. He came in expecting to make plays. He's gained 13 pounds per somebody close to him since he's gotten on campus and is probably quicker and faster. He has a natural ability to stay attached. You take all that and you add it to a guy who's six foot, 185, and he's making plays on the ball, then you have a guy that could get drafted pretty high one day. Yeah, I I, I would go A-plus as well. I, I'm just trying to sum up here. I'm looking at my list, Jerry, that we just went through. And and what I would tell you, um, Anthony Hill, Malik Muhammad, and Derek Williams, probably the three standouts, standouts at this point. But then you have a group of Jelani McDonald, Warren Roberson, Colton Vasek, uh, Leon Lafau, and Sadir Mitchell that we think are going to get there. Uh, Billy Walton has looked good at times. We've mentioned that. He's more of a developmental guy. Facilia Kana, Darren Gillette was overcoming an, uh, a knee injury, and, and Samaj Burrell didn't get there until midterm, or until uh, summer, excuse yep. me. All in all, uh, this could be a class that helps Texas go into the SEC. They, they're going to be two years away, really, from – you know, being the defense, the the head and shoulders of the defense. Uh, but this is a pretty good group uh, that that Longhorn fans should be excited for, not just for a, a couple guys in 2023, a couple more in 2024, but really they, they're going to be the backbone in 2025, in my opinion. No doubt. And, and the best news for Texas fans is that secondary. I mean, you have you could have four potential starters in one recruiting class in the secondary. That's hard to do. If you hit four for four on a secondary class, that's pretty high level stuff. And then the linebackers looking really good early on uh, because, look, you're going to lose Jalen Ford after this season. Leona Leona LaFowle is going to be a very important piece to the Texas defense the next three years after this year. Okay. All right. That's Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas. Uh, For all the latest and greatest from Jerry, myself, and other writers uh, and uh, reporters, for Inside Texas, go to InsideTexas.com, uh, ask us questions on the message boards, read all the articles, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Longhorn-specific articles a day. All right, so that'll do it for this uh, episode of On Texas Football. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton, and thanks for watching.